Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Luxury Healing, baby. <laughs>
he's kind of like on the same type of time you are. So I says, okay. So I didn't meet him. So I called him. Laren and I chopped it up for like two hours. We talked about dating. We talked about the Atlanta scene. We talked about a bunch of shit. And I said, okay, I can have you on my show. I said, because a lot of people, there's this misconception that I actually hate men and I'm a basher. Meanwhile, I drag women just as much as I drag men. I just want us to be cohesive. And it's hard to be cohesive when we're not telling the truth to each other and about each other. And so to have a man on the show to get a perspective because a lot of times when we're telling women how to be in relationships, we're not taking into consideration the man. I can tell you how to be a woman. I can tell you how to wash your ass. I can tell you how to curl your hair, put it in a sponge roller. I can tell you all the things that you need to do to be a woman, but that still is not going to make you viable necessarily for the type of man that you want to attract or the type of man that you want to be with. I'm not a man. So when I don't know men things, I go ask men questions. And so Lauren and I chopped it up about the Atlanta dating scene, about how, you know, it seems like it's so highly publicized and there's just a lot of shit going on out there. When the actual factual truth of it is, it's just as hard out there for a pimp as it is anywhere else, okay? Mm-hmm. And what we see on these shows and love and hip-hop and things like that, not to say that it's not real, but that's just not how it really goes down for everyday people in Atlanta. And I won't say regular motherfuckers. I'll say everyday people in Atlanta. So I wanted to chop it up with Darren about that. He's a dad. His son is in college right now. He's grown. He's single lady. So there's that on that. So I'm going to actually patch him into the call. So it's actually going to be just a little bit of a different format. I actually did extend the show tonight because I knew that I was going to have company on the show. So let's see if this is Larry right now. Let's see if we can get him in. Hi, caller, are you there? Yes, caller, this is Larry. Hey, how art thou? I'm fine. How you doing? I'm fabulous. Have you had something to drink this evening? I actually am drinking something right now. Okay, is it brown or white? It is brown, and it's called Uncle Nearest with a splash of ginger ale. Yeah, because I got to let the ladies know what type of man I'm having on the show if he drinks brown or white. So I'm drinking white. So there's that on that. Well, so, all depends on why the day. You, what'd you say? I said my drinking depends on the day. If I'm at home chilling or if I'm out with my boys having a cigar, I drink brown. But if I'm trying to just be out and having a good time, I usually drink uh, white, like vodka or something. Right, because it's easier. So I want right, you to. All I depends to on my mood. Yeah, I tried to do a little preempting before you got on the show. So why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, the people on iTunes, the people that are on Blog Talk Radio, and the people just all over the world that are listening that don't know you, don't know anything about you. Tell everybody who you are and where they can find you, your handles, and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Lambert Williams. I'm, a, I'm originally from a town in Ohio called Lorraine, about 25 miles outside of Cleveland. I... Um, did 24 years in the United States Air Force, retired now. I am um, a stand-up comedian, an actor, and also a motivational speaker, a personal trainer, and um, weightlifter, and a bodybuilder on occasion. I um, also have one son who's about to be 21 on this Sunday. He's in college. He's a basketball player and a really good kid. Never been married, single. I live outside of Atlanta, a town called Lawrenceville. Pretty sure some of you guys have heard about it. And um, like I said, uh, single at the, at the moment. So I'm here to join this podcast and 
give my viewpoint and hear some good stories and share some good laughs and give my honest opinion as best as I can. So now, what did my brother tell you about me? Because I, I let the audience know that I don't know you per se. We've never met, but we were brought together by my brother. I was like, he was his sergeant, his chief, whatever they call it in the military. So what did my brother actually tell you that day, that faded day, which actually happened to be your birthday, by the way? He's a Leo, y'all. Yes. Yes, I am. I am not a Leo. I am the Leo. So let's get that straight for him. You know what I mean? I'm the head Leo of all. <laughs> I mean, all Leos have to have a king and shit. <laughs> um, your brother pretty much told me that your personality and my personality are pretty much the same. We're very straightforward. Uh, we tell it like it is. We don't sugarcoat anything. We are very funny, and we will get along very well based off our conversations, our backgrounds, and the things we don't mind saying. You know, just straight, straight chaser. I mean, straight it how it is, no chaser, and here it is. Here you go. If you ask a question, I'm going to give you an answer. If you don't like the answer, then you pretty much shouldn't ask the question. And that's how I like to live my life, just give people exactly what they want or what they need and not pretty much what they want. I'm sorry. And he told me that you were the same person. And based off our conversation mm-hmm. that you and I had on my birthday, I felt like, you know, we both have the same type of personality when it comes to speaking the truth and speaking our minds. Okay. So now then we, like, found each other on the Internet, then we started following each other, and then, like, you know, we kept in touch over the last, like, two weeks so I could get you on the show because I think there's a common misconception that they think – I have over 348 shows. I've been in um, this line of work for seven years. This is my seventh season. Well, six years, this is my seventh season. And so, basically, this entire podcast is basically about mental health, especially in the black and Latino community, and – us talking about shit. So it sounds like we're just going to be sitting up here talking about a lot of shit, but we're really going to be working through a lot of things that there are other people out there that are just like us or that have had similar dating or love experiences or parental experiences or educational experiences, prejudices, and just things like that, that it makes it easier for someone to say, you know what, I can just go on iTunes and listen to this girl talk about what's going on in her life. And I'm not crazy right? Because I went through the same shit. And if she's going through it or he's going through it, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not out here alone. And now it makes it easily identifiable because I always say, like, I'm not like a love and light bitch. Like, that's not, like, that's great. Like, I want everybody to have peace. I want you to be happy. But without war, there is no peace. You understand what I'm saying? So I had to have fought through something to get to this place where I don't give a shit about anything anymore, other than what's true and what's exact and what's right. So you said that you're single. Now, you and I had a conversation about why you were single, and it was a similar reason to as why I'm not married and I was single. And I just said that today one of my toxic traits on Tell the Truth Tuesday was that I call, you know, the men I date like my hoes. So typically I can only date one man at a time because they're usually psychotic, um, like 740 crazy, 730 crazy. So I can't, you know, put people's lives in danger like that. But. When I do date, I refer to them as my hoes because I'm like, I know they're out there doing shit they ain't got no business doing. They ain't going to let me catch it. And then on top of that, it's just like to me has no gender. And I also feel like I'm getting called a bunch of little itty-bitty bitches behind my back. Anyway, like, yeah, this little bitch this, or I got this bitch that do that. So I'm just returning the favor. 
do you think that's true? Is that how you refer? And you know, like, I don't want you to lie. Like, I'm talking about, like, if you with your friends, whatever, whatever, and y'all talking about, like, somebody that you're dating, not your wife, not, like, somebody that, like, is your fiancé, but you're talking about, like, somebody you smash and or somebody that you're enamored with or you've been with, do you refer to us like, yeah, you know, my little bitch, this, this, and this? Just, it, it's not offensive to me because I know why I call y'all hoes because I have brothers. So is that how you refer and don't answer the question fucked up or, you know, because it's not about, like, oh, these niggas calling us bitches and hoes. No, it's not about that. It's about I'm calling y'all hoes because I know somebody somewhere is calling me one of his bitches. Is that true? Okay. From my perspective. Um, <laughs> no, I do not. Simple reason is okay. I have a so grandmother. I have a grandmother. butterfly in a cocoon? No, 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 no. I address them as a lady or woman or by their name. Okay. Okay. And the reason being is this. Um, I come from a family full of women. I have a grandmother who's still alive, my mother, and I have four sisters who okay. helped raise me. And I have, I had a you know, slew of aunts and just a bunch of female cousins. So my thing is this. As a man, I was taught you always – respect a woman as long as she respects herself. Now, okay. for me to call a woman a bitch, hoe, or that's my bitch, or that's my hoe, I can't do that because my my reason is because I look at my mother, I look at my sisters, I look at my cousins, and what I do not want any man to do is to refer to them as a bitch or a hoe. So mm-hmm. if I don't want them to do it, then why would I do it? I'm trying to set the example of how a man should address a woman. And mm. for me to be a father to a young man, I do not want my son to walk around calling young women bitches and hoes out of disrespect because mm-hmm. that's, that's where the breakdown is between black men and black women. You refer to your black mm-hmm. woman as a hoe or a bitch or disrespectful, right. and there's no respect. So with me, Correct. I call women, young lady, a woman. I don't go all across and say everybody's beautiful because pretty much everybody's not beautiful. But yeah. there are some women out there who have this attitude. And every now and again, you know, she acts like a bitch. But I don't walk up to her and say, this is my bitch. Or this is my hoe. Um, she will get the she will get the respect that I will give her, the same way I want my respect if I had a daughter or um, my mother. So I try to practice what I preach and say, hey, that's a woman, that's a lady. But I do have friends that call women bitches and hoes. But in my presence, if we're referring to a specific woman, and I know that woman, we have a mutual understanding of who this woman is. You cannot stand there and call her a bitch or a hoe because I look at you and I'm like, man, you have a mother. You have a daughter. How would you like if some man called your mother or your daughter a bitch or hoe? You would go want to fight. So why would you do it to her? So I try to so keep I think, that. <clears throat> go ahead. I think because I have brothers, I, I understand what you're saying. I totally agree with you. But I've also been in the room. So I am somebody's good friend. I'm somebody's sister. I have, you know, male friends. I have brothers. And my brothers don't really refer to them like that. But my thing is this. 
if you out here acting like a hoe, that's what I'm going to address you as. Because if you're not my husband, you're my hoe. Because you know why? It is inevitable that you're going to do something that's going to hurt me, embarrass me, or disrespect me. And I'm not saying that I set myself up for that failure, but we're all human, right? And so here's the Mm -hmm. thing. I don't like to be embarrassed. And I know there's a lot of women out there, and we are so ashamed of y'all sometimes when we find out, like, here I am out here, you know, and I've had church going girls and they like, you know, I thought, you know, like what's going on with the pastor right now where he disrespected his wife and he had just, you know, I forget what his name, John Gray, whatever his name is, was up here telling the next broad what his wife didn't do and how she cooked pizza and he cooking another broad a brisket, things like that. I don't like to be embarrassed, right? So when I say like, oh, you know, these hoes, this, 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 and this, it doesn't mean that you're not this great black man. It just means that at this point in time, you've done something that showed me you were a whore. And so, therefore, I'm going to call you, and whatever you answer to, that's what it is. The, the one guy that I was seeing that I told you was older, we call him um. He used to say, you know, I was his little lady, this, this, and that. He wouldn't think to say something about me like that because I don't give him cause for concern. But here's the thing that we have to talk about is that even if I did give you cause for concern, don't talk to me like that. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be. I call these men hoes because literally, if it was me doing the things that you men do, that's what you would call me. Maybe not you, but the other 90, 90, 90th percentile, they would. So if you cheat on me or you decide to go to the left on me or you embarrass me because you're in a strip club or doing this, this, and this, or you dealing with sex workers or you online embarrass me hitting like on 87 pictures, but if I hit like on one, now it's a problem then you just want my hoe. If you're not my husband, you're my hoe. And I have to think like that so that therefore, and it's a defense mechanism, I think, therefore, and I don't think all men are hoes. I don't think that all men are cheaters. But I don't think that I've met one that I've dated and people will say, well, there's something wrong with you. No, there's not anything wrong with me. When you're dating an alpha male, right, what is the alpha's male function, right? His function is technically not to find the alpha female. It's much easier to mate with a beta, right, because they're plentiful. When you right. get with a female, right, biologically, this is, this is a great thing for the ecosystem, right? But y'all can't see the force by the amount, the numerous amount of beta females that there is. Now, these beta females may carry disease. They may take your seed. They may decide to get pregnant, move off to another country, whatever, whatever. But y'all ain't thinking about that. Y'all are only thinking about the fact that this female lays in my bed. No, I do. It's biological. It's science. But listen. Y'all can have an alpha female lay in your bed and understand that you can have this Jay-Z, Beyonce relationship minus a couple zeros but still be comfortable and happy, and you will risk it all for a beta female because your lower chakras, your lower genre, your lower self, and your self-esteem requires you to do so, okay? So an alpha female with an alpha male, you really never see that in the wild because of the fact that the alpha male gets tired of working. He's like, why am I going to do all this work for this? I already have her. She's already with me. And in the animal kingdom, they don't have love, they don't have emotions, they just have hierarchy, right? So if, if a woman is at the top of her food chain, right, and she says, oh, yes, I'm going to get with this guy, and he's at the top of his food chain, whatever that is. I don't care if you, you own a fleet at rent-a-car service, and that's you, the top of your line, that's, that's what it is. It is inevitable at this point in time, and especially in our 40s, you know, and, and you know, people are approaching their 50s, that you don't want a mate to reproduce anymore, Right? You just want the best of the best, and you want a partnership to get married, but there will be a partnership. There will be a deed. There will be a life insurance policy. There will be – I don't even want a title to a car no more. 
I don't want your high APR. I don't want it. So you explain to me why that is. Because the beta female is always going to be easier because they're plentiful. But y'all don't want the work. A lot of men don't want to work. They want the apples that are rotten and fall to the ground already so they don't have to work. But I'm going to tell you from a man's perspective of why that is. So this is where the education comes up from a man. And if any, if any males are listening to this podcast right now, I'm going to put this out there. And whether you agree or disagree, but it's the truth. Most mm-hmm. men learn how to be the way you just described from somebody else. They learn it from their father. Right. They learn it from their uncle. They learn it from their brothers, cousins, or some man in the town who was the man. Now, Not a man town. is only going to, what I'm saying, <laughs> the town, the I city, know, the neighborhood. Saying, if there were absentee father, you saw it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it could, it could be the father, but some man has told him, when we're boys, at the age of 12 and 13, you have older boys that ask you, have you had sex? If you say no, then they're going to label you as a punk or ask you, are you gay or something like that, whatever. Call you a virgin. Being a virgin in certain, t- in certain situations is frowned upon. So, and then when you do go have sex, they call you, oh, man, now you whipped. So if you don't have sex, you're a virgin, and they talk about you. If you get a girl that you like, now you're whipped. So either way, somebody's training you at an early age how to be a whore, how to go out and get multiple women, how to be the man. And then if you come from a place where I'm coming from, uh, up around the Cleveland area, I grew up where I knew who, who the pimps were and who their whores were. And for a man to be that alpha male and be this dominant guy to go out and get all these multiple women, the women have to agree to what he's offering. If the woman doesn't agree to what he's offering, he can't be that man. But a man can have a strong woman, but if he goes out and a woman looks at him, he's going to go and pursue that woman. Because my mom, who I really much admire, told me this phrase years ago, don't no woman want a man that another woman does not want. Now, let's be honest. How many times have a man <laughs> walked into a club by himself and no woman said nothing to him? But as soon as that same man walks into a club with a beautiful woman and he treats her with respect, he opens the door, he pulls out a chair, he makes sure she's comfortable. Every woman sees that. And most of, the women, most of those women want what he's given her. So when you ask the question, why do men want to have the beta? Because the beta is easy. Thing a beta wants is for you to Correct. talk to her, give her a little bit of a, give her a little bit of attention, and then she's going to fall for it, hoping that she can take the place of the first lady. But she also mm-hmm. knows that's her place. You will never be the part of the first lady because I came at you on some secondary bullshit and you fell for it. So now here we are. So men are going to play the role that they're allowed to play the role because a woman is going to let him play that role. And if she doesn't want to play that role, when she stands up to him and says, I'm not going to be this woman, he will walk off and find the next one because I can guarantee you this. It doesn't matter how handsome you are or how ugly you are. If a woman wants you, she's going to get you. Let's give her a prime example. Little Wayne is the ugliest dude I've ever seen in my damn life, but he always has beautiful women. Why? Because his status. 
Yes, if Little Wayne was walked down the street, he like a damn he like a walk he like a damn grown roach. And if he didn't have all this money, women would not talk to him. He wouldn't have babies by uh, Christina Milian and whoever else. Right, but he but eats ass because of his status. So, huh? There's that. He eats ass. So I don't care what he eats, but, but when, when he meets, but when he meets a woman <laughs> for the first time, he don't tell her, "Oh, hey, how you doing? My name is Lil Wayne. I eat ass." They don't know that. And I got forty million dollars. I don't know. I, I feel right. like if I was Christina Milian, uh, I probably would have let him cop too. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But based so off the let money. Me, let me, so what? It is based. So off what you're money. saying is is based off the money. So if it's about the money, then yes. Any man can get put on because of the money, but the average man who has a regular nine-to-five that pays his bills and lives paycheck to paycheck on a struggle right now and don't have $40 million, he's not going to have the same uh, status as Lil Wayne. But this man could be a nice-looking man. He could be a hard-working man. And he could be a nicely built, well-dressed man, but because he doesn't have the status, somebody like Lil Wayne or Jay-Z who gonna get? They gonna get the women because of who they are on TV and what they portray. So no, it's easy for no Jay Z to. It's easy for Jay Z to have a Beyonce, but if Jay Z was not who he is, he was just an average dude. He wouldn't have nobody Beyonce, like Beyonce because he's really not that damn attractive. But because uh, no. he's Jay Z, he has something that women want. Most women want what he can offer them, which is status and money. And not all women are like that, but here he is. So you so take me, an alpha man who has a beautiful, huh? I said, I'm going to add on to that. Keep going. Okay. You take an alpha male who has a beautiful woman, and him and his boys are out chilling. It's easy for him to go out and get another beautiful woman because they're throwing themselves at him because most women want to be in that place. They want to be in that space. And if a man declines, he says, no, I got another woman. Most women try harder. That's why you get the pictures on the phones or showing up to his hotel rooms or sending messages somehow through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, trying to get turned on so they can be in that that, that space. So alpha males or men learn how to be whores Going to the beginning, they're going to be whores from other men. You don't just grow up and say, I'm going to be a whore one day. I'm going to be a male whore. You learn it from somebody. And they learned it from fatherless men or somebody who taught them. And they're going, this is the game. I'm going to play it. And my mother told me this exact words. She was like, you don't need to go get married at 18, 19 years old. You need to go express yourself and explore and see what woman is good for you. And when I go find a woman and bring her home, the first thing my mother says is, she's not right for you. You're too young to get married. Your You're too young to settle down. Yeah. And that's not just my mother. I've heard other black women say this to their son. You are too young to get married at 21. You, need, you, still, you still have so life to explore. So now at 40-something, so, well, let me ask you this. Now at 40-something, is your mother still telling you that you're too young, too young to get married? No, but I'm telling you okay. where the seed was planted at. Right. The seed was planted at an early age, but my military career and the things I had going on in my life, I didn't say, I want to say prevented me from getting married, but I know if I would have gotten married at certain times, um, uh, certain stages of my life, my marriage would have failed because 
mentally, I was not ready to get married. And I'd have been lying That's to myself and to a woman. I'd lie to her just to, because we had time. We put time in, or we we, we experienced the same things, and I felt like, you know, the pressure was on me to marry this woman. But if I'd have married her, I promise the marriage would have, wouldn't have lasted. I would have cheated on her because that's not where I was mentally. So and that's real. why I play myself <laughs> and bullshit myself to say, oh, yeah, we've been together for two years. Might as well go and get married. Because why? I owe you a marriage. I owe you that because I don't want to feel like I wasted your time. So I didn't get married because I didn't want to waste your time or make you so miserable in a marriage that you wish you never done it, and I wish I never done it, and we both wind up hating each other. And if there's kids involved, the kids are going to try to pick and choose who they want to be with or who they're going to love more, who they're going to hate more. I didn't want that. So I chose to focus more on me and what I had going on versus a pretend love and a pretend marriage. So at 49 years old, my priorities were other places versus a marriage. Do I want to get married? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to force it. If if I meet the right woman and things work out to that point and we get married, of course I would love to be married. Who doesn't want to have somebody by their side to share life with and do things with? But if it doesn't happen, I won't be sad about it because maybe God is telling me, Boy, you have to marry your material. Sit your ass down. So I listen. Mm-hmm. But when that time comes, I will embrace it and say, hey, it's a one-time deal for me. I'm not going to be one of those kind of guys to get married and then get divorced two years later. So my thing is this, and this is my little, my little joke on it. If I marry anybody and it don't work on her end and she's not happy and she comes to me and says, well, I want a divorce. Well, I'm telling you, you that sit your damn, your, your damn ass down. Because the man said, till death do us part, somebody got to go, and it ain't going to be me. So sit down and make this marriage well, work and shut said, the hell that, up. That, that's what the man said. Because you know we kill huh? motherfuckers now. You know we hey, kill motherfuckers well, now. Tell her that. Right. Well, half y'all look good so, in jail. Let me... Exactly, we do. I, I don't look good in orange, not a murder suit, so I can't I can't do that. So let me add on to that. So I grew up around all wives. <clears throat> my mama. About all what? Wives. Wives, okay. I, have, yeah, I, I was raised by wives. So, you know, of course I was a wife. I got divorced, all that good stuff. Everybody knows that. So here's my here's my thing. So my mom, nor any ancestor of mine, has ever told me, to look at a man and say, if other women want him, there's a reason why. Because I was a little bit slicker than that. So I don't want the peacock. And my grandmother used to tell me, you can't have two peacocks in the relationship. can't have two firecrackers. I'm already the peacock, even though that's a male bird. I'm already flaunting my feathers. I don't need someone who's going to be shucking and jiving the same way I am. I need a rock. I need an immovable force, okay? I need somebody that's protecting me, that's not trying to outshine me, that shines in his own way. So when I go, when I used to go to the club, I never wanted the motherfucker that was popping the bottles and all that other stuff. I wanted the motherfucker they brought the bill to. I wanted the quiet motherfucker. I don't, I don't, I don't like flashy men 
because they remind me of coons, hoes, and bitches. They do. And so if you're flashy, so the loudest one in the room, to quote Jay-Z and Uncle Frank Lucas, is is the poorest one in the room or the raggediest mm-hmm. one in the room, okay, when it comes to men. Because men that function under a certain decorum, right, there, there's a grace with that. There's a, there's a deadly kind of kinetic energy that goes with the fact. So people used to always say, like, Denise, how come you always find a motherfucker that got the money and da 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 I don't find them. Like attracts like. If I'm out here getting my money because it's assumed that women are not out here getting our money. Listen, black women and Latino women, we are the number one force of new entrepreneurs every year since I believe it's been like 2015. And at one point, we were the highest new cases of AIDS rate as well, okay? And it wasn't just because of the down low brothers in Atlanta and Villa Rica, Georgia, and, 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 and in the South and in New Orleans and in Miami, okay? Women are the most slickest creatures on planet Earth. And a pimp, per Iceberg Glenn, per Donald Goins, learned his game from a woman, not by watching yes. men in the neighborhood. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm not saying my mother was a pimp. I'm saying she was married four times. In a day and age when you can't find a woman that's been married once, okay, and my mother was bad as hell, but she was, she had kids. Like all the chips were stacked against every reason why we tell a little girl she's not going to be able to find a man these days. And my mother was getting them, okay, and they were good men. It may not have been good to her. But on paper, they were good men. And I say the same thing a lot. You know, people say, like, oh, you've had all these tragic relationships. Not really. My number count, my body count is low because of the fact that I recycle men. If I love you, I love you. And that, you know, goes on for forever and forever until you decide not to do it. And I just had somebody not that long ago tell me, like, you know, you and me is to the death. I'm like, motherfucker, I ain't talked to you since 2012. Like, you understand what I'm saying? So I don't see that. An alpha male is necessary, necessarily the peacock, okay? I like a quiet, cool. And in my book, Staying Your Lane, the Diary of a Hot Mess, I talk about one of the, the gentlemen that I dated off and on for like 12 years. Of, of course, when I say dated, I'm talking about we had years in there. You know, people, like you said, they like to add the years as part of the loyalty. And it doesn't, that doesn't work for me. Because I had years, I didn't speak to this motherfucker, you know. But if I was to pull up in that state right now, I don't care if he was with somebody he was marrying three days from now. He's going to come see me. That's not where my power lies. My power lies in the fact that I was good to you. I didn't betray you, never robbed you, never stole from you. I'm just, I, I try to be good all the way around so that when I leave, we don't have to have the conversation of why. You know why. A lot of mm-hmm. men, especially in the last 10 years, failed to commit. So you're not the only man I know that is approaching 50 or is 50 if not older, never been married, never had kids. And so something that we used to, as women, look at as a gold star, we now look at that as a fucking red flag. We're like, you ain't got no kids. Like, you, you know, you, don't got, you didn't commit to anything. Like, you didn't, you just committed to your job for, at a factory or wherever you was working at for this amount of time. You know, you know, because women get a lot of slack for being single and being, but, but, but best believe this, if a woman is single and she's 45, 50 years old, she a brain surgeon, <laughs> she own a telemarketing company, not all, but most, you know, or that little box was done. There wasn't nothing like she's not in tune with her lower chakras. She is not out here sleeping with men to appease some need. She doesn't need to because she doesn't like it or that's not 
her forte. So, you know, I never was taught to look at the man. Now, make make no mistake, I do have slight moments of jealousy, like, because all mine, I'm very shallow in the sense of mine got to look a certain way. They all have this cinnamon skin or this, you know, certain type of look to them. But I know that, number one, they will fuck you up about me. Number two, they're not going nowhere, okay? And number three, they were the man at whatever it is that they did for a living. If they sold umbrellas, they was the lead umbrella salesman for 47 years in a row, <laughs> you know, in, in, in you know, New York City. They, you know, they were the best at what they did. So I've never been, like a lot of these women, they complain to me about these things that these men do, and I'm just like, girl, I, don't, I can't relate because I don't even know what you're talking about because I wish a motherfucker would ask me for some money. You know, you are not my husband. Just like I don't ask you for money, don't ask me for any. Okay, now if you was there flat out broke, you went to jail, something happened, you know, yeah, I got it. But I also talk about the fact that with a man, because I've seen women that were married in my home and in my family, relationships are prepaid. I'm not going to go out there, and if I did get an income tax return back, which I don't, I'm not going to give you my money to flip back. And you ate up all my baby Capri Suns. I'm not doing that. Okay. And there's a lot of women that subscribe to this philosophy (laughs) that I have to, I as a woman have to be there for my man in order for him to be loyal, prove shit to you because I'm not going to ask you to marry me. That's your job. You're supposed to show me that you're a provider. You're supposed to show me that you can be loyal. You're supposed to show me because there's this thing going on about being loyal during the dating phase. Okay. I tell women all the time, date men that like you, okay? There's a man, and you and I had this conversation, and he was talking about why he didn't want to get married, and he was talking about this imaginary money that he didn't have yet. I don't want to get married because what if this and what if that? No, motherfucker, let's talk about your two-bedroom walk-up apartment right now in Collar Park. Let's talk about that. Don't talk to me about money that you don't have yet. If it's that bad, get a prenup, okay? I would have to get a prenup right now. In fact, I would insist. Prenup isn't just about money. It's about sex. It's about you can put whatever you want in a prenup. And if you break that vow, because I believe in the paper more than I do the power of love, because you don't just love me so much. There are going to be days I wake up and I'm going to punch you in your fucking face if you're my husband. And I can say that because I've been married. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean I'm not going to feed you. Doesn't mean I'm not going to fuck you. It just means you get on my motherfucking nerves because you're doing stupid shit because you're a human being. Okay, there are going to be days that my man is going to be like, I wish I could just throw this broad off the side of the goddamn highway because this is what, you know what I'm saying? But I love her. And if somebody else said this about her, I'm, I'm going to jail. But in this moment, I don't like her. I love her, but I don't like her. We in this generation have gotten away from the fact that a commitment, these relationships are prepaid. You want me to be committed to you? Show me that you're committed to me. Because if you show me some fuck shit, I'm only going to mirror what you do. Okay? You're a man. You lead the relationship. And a lot of men get confused and they think that that's such like this, this awesome thing. No, motherfucker, I'm setting you up. When I tell a man, no, you lead the relationship. Whatever type of shit you want, that's the exact type of shit I'm on. If you can go out to the club and not call me for three days, baby boy, thank you so much. I'm going maybe not to the club, but I'm not going to talk to you for three days. If you can do a month and you don't want to talk to me, that's cool. Maybe we can reconvene in 30 days. So now you just bought yourself 60 days. You're the man. You lead the relationship. And 90% of these men, where are they leading us, Larry? They're leading us nowhere. So why am I going to waste the time? 
Whatever type of time you want is what type of time I'm on. So that's what it means to truly lead. And a lot of women get in these situations where they tell the man, this is what I want. It doesn't matter, baby girl. What did he tell you he wanted? If he didn't tell you he wanted nothing from you, he specifically told you, I don't want to get married, just believe him. That just means that's not your dude. That's not your man. That's not your husband. You understand what I'm saying? Date people that like you. If you had a woman in the last 10 years that was like, I want to get married, you specifically said, I'm trying to get my son into this college. I'm trying to get him into this Ivy League school. I'm trying to be a great father. You know, marriage is not really in my cards. It is a lot of women's thing that because they listen to their mothers who may be single or because they listen to other women who they think know something or are knowledgeable about men tells you he's not going to do something. It is not your job as a woman to get him to see the light or to get him. This is not like, this is not like, Oh baby, I want a, um, a Jaguar truck. If I have a man and I want a Jaguar truck, if I don't go buy it, yes, there is a way that I'm going to get that truck. It doesn't matter if you're going to get it for me or not. You understand what I'm saying? But if I want something and that's my man, that's my, my love, my lover, my everything, I'm going to get whatever I want from this man because he could get the same out of me. But that doesn't mean that it's issued as a challenge. That's what a lot of women are doing. You guys are saying, I don't want to do this, or I'm not into that, or I'm not going to do this. And the women take it as a challenge and say, I'm going to make him do this, and I'm going to make him do that. And then you wonder why he leaves. Or he doesn't want to be around, or he hates the house that you bought because he don't want to fucking be there. You know, he doesn't like your car. He's mad at it. This, this, and this. Because you forced him into a situation. I believe in letting everything ebb and flow. If you want me, you know where I'm at. Come get me. If you don't come get me, give me back to the streets. I'm going to give you back to the streets, and then we're going to do whatever we want to do. And that's what type of time I'm on. I reciprocate energy, or I unplug. It is not my responsibility as a woman to make you do anything that you as a man don't want to do. So if you don't want to be with me and you want to be in the club with 15 other beta bras, go do it. But now, because I'm looking at your resume, which is what I teach women to do, look at his resume. I just posted something about future today. I said, Lori Harvey actually dated down. That's a whole ass dude. Dirty, you know, dirty penis community property, got nine baby mamas. Girl, you look crazy. But think about Lori Harvey, though. Oh, no, no, no. Now, you know I love her mother. Honey, Marjorie Harvey is one for the book. To get seen, if, if Marjorie write a book, I'm buying 47 copies. What would Marjorie Harvey do? I'll make bracelets. Because let me tell you something. For you to marry two cousins, both of them drug lords, have kids to both of them, snag Steve Harvey. And women don't understand it's not about the sex. You have the same mechanism between your legs that everybody else do. That's a, that's a Memphis woman. Marjorie Harvey from Memphis, Tennessee. That's that down home. That's where P Valley is about. It's about Memphis. I'm stripping down there in Memphis. Marjorie Harvey wasn't no stripper. She didn't have to be. And Marjorie Harvey's a nice woman. She's all right. She ain't no, you understand what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you copped the Steve Harvey. The feds came, took your building, and you had a basketball player that you was dating while Steve Harvey was still married, acting stupid, that went and bought your building back from the feds. What type of game? Ma'am, teach me your ways. But I got Marjorie Harvey's in my family. You understand what I'm saying? I don't care what Steve's talking about, ma'am. Teach me your ways. Your kids carry a Harvey last name. You made this man disown his wife, okay? She's not allowed to speak negatively about Steve at all. And, baby girl, you up here in Couture, don't you? Come in and teach me your ways. That is not the Poonanny talking. That was that game and witchcraft largely. But the point of the matter is I want to know what you did. Lori Harvey, bravo, darling, bravo. You took a whole ass dude. You said that's what type of time you want. We're gonna have a good time. I'm gonna get my 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 tricked out Audemars Piguet. 
easily a hundred thousand. She got a Bentley truck. I'm not mad at you, boo boo. He paid what he weighed. Y'all had fun. Y'all loved each other. It didn't work out. The end. You understand what I'm saying? That's a whole ass man. A good woman to a whole ass man ain't gonna stop no man from doing nothing. That girl is drop dead gorgeous. She might have been annoying. She might have been whatever, and she rich. It didn't work out because y'all not the, y'all not the same type of people. That girl before she dated Future was dating some soccer player that played for somebody's two dollar and ninety nine cent, you know, uh, uh, community college. Okay. So why do you say she dated down when it comes to Future? Mm. Lori Harvey because is think about it. That's a whole ass about it. She didn't have. Because um, oh. but she know who she like. He's not said. a hoe. Check. He's she, not you a know, hoe. No, no, but Future it. is. But she knew Future's yeah, resume, yeah. so she chose to accept anything that Future was saying. Right so for twenty minutes. It's that not I'm like proud of. yeah, but it's but it's not <laughs> like you know she met Future and he was just this this great dude. She met she knew Future. Oh, no, Everybody no, no. knows who he Future was. was her. Now let's keep it G. Y'all know how to act when y'all got you somebody that look a certain way because you can't listen. You know what I tell people all the time? I tell men all the time. Me and you ever break up? You have to explain that. You have to explain how you fumbled the bag on this one, on me, because you decided that that's what you wanted to do over there, and that's what you want to do. I don't have to explain anything. I was who I was when I got here. Lori Harvey was already rich. She was already beautiful. She's young. I don't even think she's barely 21 years old. She ain't got no kids. She did not have to date that man, but she did it. It's a lesson. Steve Harvey, future, they the same type of man. Okay, I bet you, I wrote this today. I said, I bet you Steve Harvey had like six anxiety attacks. Because what happens? Women usually date the, the men that are most like their fathers. I date providers. I date men that are like, listen, they, they, you know, they might be a blue-collar worker, whatever, whatever. It's not about if the man has money. It's about is he going to give it to you. I need a man that if he had it, he would give it. doesn't mean he has to give it every day. I can, I can deal with my day-to-days. I'm good. I'm good, right? But I need a man to know that, like, listen, if I, if I have it, she has it, okay? I don't need the man that got $20 million and he won't give me $20. I don't need that. And that's what a lot of men that have money do. Women get you know, deceived all the time by thinking that just because a man has money. That's why I told you, I don't like the peacock. I like the man that's in the corner. I like the silent killer, pun intended. I don't like somebody that's coming. And I make no mistake. Mine be gorgeous. Mine are nice looking, well built, six pack, nice head of hair, full head of hair, no receding hairlines over here. But at the end of the day, the only thing I ever say to myself is I love this man He's gorgeous. He's beautiful. So I know that if I love him, I have to treat him right because I'm not the only person that sees what this motherfucker look like. Okay. I have to be attracted to you. Remember we had this conversation where I said, you know, when men tell me like, oh, you know, my girlfriend or my wife, she don't want to do this. I'm like, she don't like your ass because anytime I see mine, I'm ready to go. Let's go. They're like, oh, what? listen, I was breastfeeding. I was married. Okay. We was getting it popping every day, but my ex-husband is a work of art. Okay, he is. My son looks just like him. I loved my husband. Okay, but so did these hoes. So at the end of the day, when I chose to walk away from that situation, I couldn't deal with it. And he's Dominican, not to be, you know, stereotypical, but this, is, this machismo is ingrained in the way that he was raised. His father had 33 children. So who am I to think that he's going to stop? Oh, yeah, my ex-husband, I was a second Ooh. wife. My ex-husband is on his third wife, okay? Who was I to think that I was going to be the exception, not the norm? See what I'm that saying? So that's what I don't want Lord. to do. I don't want you to be fighting against a demon that you can't even see. 
And my ex-husband, let me tell you something, in Dominican Republic, my ex-husband was considered ugly because he was dark-skinned. Meanwhile, that skin was doing something to me. I like it. Okay? Let's see. Full head of hair. What you, you know, didn't speak no English, can't talk back. That's what I'm talking about. You said you said can't talk <laughs> back. Y'all like porn? Me too. He can't talk back. He don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I speak Finnish, but still, you know. <laughs> okay. see, all men, all men don't aren't like that. Just like I know all women aren't like that. But we're talking about relationships and everything, you know. Go back to what mm-hmm. you said. My sister told me exactly what you said earlier, and she was uh, her thing was, brother, a woman is the slickest creature on earth. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing you can say to her that she Period. can't say back. And when she well, broke it down to me, this was, a, mm-hmm. this was her analogy. This is how she broke it down to me. She said just these words, and it was funny, but it was a lesson to me. She said, a woman can be with a man for four or five years and fuck mm-hmm. him the same way every single day. But then go mm-hmm. out and have another dude and fuck him completely different. Yeah, I can't said, do that. But <laughs> no, what I'm saying is this, this is what she's telling me. She's giving no, me this know, game like saying. this, you know. And she, and she was like, yeah, she said, then she said, she'll come home and tell you, hey, baby, I want to try something different. And your you dumb think ass thinking you, you all going to try something different when she already tried something different with somebody else. You just think it's about you, and it's not about you. And she said, if you don't know your woman, then that's your fault. That's right. You should learn everything about your woman, when she's mad, when she's happy, when she's in a mood, when she's not in a mood. I if you don't that. know that about your woman, somebody else will learn about her, and they're going to treat her way different than what you're treating her. And they're going to give her what she wants. They're going to treat her the way she wants. And you think you're doing something, you ain't doing shit, she said. If you want to keep a woman, pay attention to the woman. Give her the reason to come home. Because if you don't, another dude going to give her a reason to come to him. See, so I deal with psychotic I, men, so I don't, um, I, I can't, like, I can't cheat. Like, that's just one thing about me, and I'm not saying that because I'm, chast or I'm, you know, I have a chastity belt on, I can't cheat just because A, I can't share, B, it's disgusting to me, and C, like, I deal with straight, like, I'm talking about, like, go to the hospital psychotic man. Like, they do not give a fuck about jail. They don't give a fuck about a murder. They don't care about nothing. All they care about is, I thought that was mine. I become a possession. And for some people, they're like, I'm not a possession. Well, if I'm saying that that's mine, too, then I get it. Like, we have this weird, probably um, psychotic relationship. At the end of the day, I let men do what they do because I'm not a man. Do what you do. But now there's a consequence for doing what you do. Okay. At the end of the day, I know that even when my, because I talk about this in my book, so breaking up with a man, especially a black man, especially a Latino man, and we already have the cards stacked against us in society and life. You already don't have shit according to demand, according to the United States, according to the president, right? To lose your woman is like losing your job, losing your purpose, right? Especially if you try to infect your men the way that I do with love and adoration and just, you know, just everything, right? I give everything, right? I'm completely vulnerable. If I trust you, that means if I trust you, you can get anything you want out of me, what you want, what you need, physically, mentally, just whatever. I'm open. 
But I, but so when you love like that, you can only do that with one fucking person. You can't be a hundred with two people. Now you're doing 50, 50, 75, 30. I can't do that because the type of men that I deal with, oh, they will motherfucking know. You don't know how many times I thought just in my mind, like, yo, I'm, you know, I could do this, this, and this. I'm getting a phone call. Yo, just in case you thought about some stupid ass shit, let me explain something to you. I got a car. I'm on my way up. Like, you understand what I'm saying? I got pop-up motherfuckers. I don't have people that, like, when we say we broke up, it's real. They be like, yeah, we broke up. That was 20 minutes ago. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about because ain't nobody going nowhere. I don't know why she's saying that, whatever, whatever. And I've been that way about my man before. So some people say, like, oh, that's toxic, whatever. That's what works for me. I need to know that if we have an argument, it's not the end of the world. I need to know that we can not speak for 30 days and you're not going to come back and give me the nutty buddies. Okay, we needed a minute. Everybody's entitled to have mental health days. We're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. But I'm single because of the fact that my loyalty is, is, is unmatched. Okay, I'm loyal to the soil. You know, so it's not even until death do us part. It's that I physically cannot do this because I don't want any other man but the person that I've been dealing with for eight months, nine months, ten months, two years, five years. I don't want nobody touching me. Get your goddamn hands off me. Mm-hmm. It's like my body becomes allergic to other men. However... What can happen with motherfuckers like me is that if you could take the mind, the body will follow. And so I don't typically, yeah, that's a woman, not a hoe, a woman. A hoe physically is where they start. That's a lower chakra. You got to start with the heart chakra and above with me. Okay. So if you're not going to be in love with me and be a set, you know, and be, be ready to have a sacrifice or an offering or an altar call with me as I'm your God and you would be mine, then we don't even need to do this because it's too intense for you. And I'm just not even going to waste my time because now somebody going to get the police called on them. Cause that's the type of relationships I have. Not that it's a public issue, but I don't have men that are just like, Oh, I'm just not fucking with her no more. Nah, because you got to explain that you got a girl. She, you know, she, she cook every day. She's doing this. She's doing that. She look all right. You know, she don't bother. I don't bother these hoes. I don't, you know, be blowing up your phone all day. And I, you got to work to do. I'd rather you go make money than talk to me all day. Right. Cause I'm always going to be about my paper, but I think that a lot of us, and I, I had a show on this about detaching, unplugging and the cutoff culture. I don't cut a man that I love or that I care about just clean off. Even if you made a mistake, if you made a mistake, apology started at 2,500 unblocking starts at 4500 A Rolex is also a nice gesture. I don't give a fuck where you get it from. Rob the lady at the store. Make me feel like what you did. Because you know what I learned about men? Y'all don't understand nothing unless it's financial. Y'all don't give a fuck about, you know, I'm sorry and crying. Y'all could have snot bubbles coming out your nose. I'm sorry, baby. And literally get a text message from a bitch and go, go buy her some Chick-fil-A and a new lace front. And I don't have time for it. Now, nah, I need you to understand that every time you make a mistake, you, and it's not about cheating. I'm not talking about cheating. I'm just talking about anything inappropriate, anything that embarrasses me or hurts me that I would not do to you. I have never had to apologize for a man other than the way I spoke to him, not for a single act, not because you thought that I went to a movie with somebody. I don't have that to do. If, I'm, if you fuck with me, you suck with me, and that's that. I don't have eyes for nobody. Everybody is ugly but you. But the minute that you start to make me feel like I'm an option and I'm, I'm not the only option, oh, okay, I'm going to mirror what you do, baby, because you lead. You're the man in the relationship, right? So you're going to lead me right to another motherfucker, like your sister said. So it's not about learning my body. I belong to you. You belong to me. That's mine. It's yours, whatever you want to say. But you should be saying we in the bed. 
But the minute that I feel like you sharing energy with other people, and I can feel it because it's also important for a woman to know her man. Let me tell you something. Motherfucker, the drawers you wore today is because I like them, because I bought them, or because you're wearing them for me. When I see that you're starting to switch up the shit, oh, no, that's not, that's not my energy. Somebody told you you was cute today. Let her know I knock her motherfucking head off. Because a man to me, like if I'm dealing with somebody, me and a marriage, I'll just be playing, but I'm not. Listen, that's my investment. You know, 401K, your husband, your man, that's your 401K. That's your exit strategy. That's your, that's your, your exit plan. Out this, out this life of hopeless. You know what I'm saying? Out this life of being, out this life of being single, right? You fuck up my money and my man is my money. Girl, I may not fight you, but you may go bankrupt. I may not fight you. Why exactly you may need to fault? talk to a financial planner. Okay, but girl, why would that be the woman's fault? It's not the woman's if, fault, but at the end of the day, no, no, no. A lot of women don't have boundaries. It is your man's fault. I understand that, but he's a man. As a woman, and listen, I'm going to tell you straight up, I told you, I don't give a fuck about a man's girlfriend. I give a damn about your wife because I don't, I don't deal with married men. I don't give a fuck about your girlfriend. If you don't give a fuck about your girlfriend, I don't either. And it's not because pickings are slim. It's because a lot of women disrespect their men or they just assume, like, oh, I just gained 80 pounds. This motherfucker don't care. Bitch, what? Come on now. You are an investment to him just like he's an investment to you. If his hairline starts receding, get his ass some biases. Like, knock it off. Like, yeah, yeah, this, is, this is a conjunction right here. This is a partnership. This is an agreement, okay? This is not the terms that I signed up for. So guess what? You're going to eat lettuce for 14 days. That's what you're going to do. You need a cleanse. Okay, just like I, I had my husband when I had my son, I gained 20 pounds. I lost the weight. He was an athlete. He was like, you know, you look a little large. Okay, I got a jog a stroller. That didn't offend me. I don't give a fuck. You right. You right. I'm not in a four anymore. Now I'm in an eight. Some people say, oh, that's crazy. That's my husband. Motherfucker don't like shit. Let me get rid of it. But now when you get a motherfucking stomach and a muffin top, don't say shit because I don't like that shit either. Where your six pack at? And I ain't and talking about the beat. whole. That's you got to be held accountable too. That, no. Yeah, you really do because I'll tell any woman, from a man's perspective, the way that man met you is the way he wants you to stay. You, I mean, you gonna go, you gonna grow a little bit more as time progresses. But sure. if I met yeah. you this way, and then two years later, you put on about fifty, sixty pounds. Yeah, you put on about 50, 60 pounds, and they say, you should love me for who I am. But when I first met you, that's not who the hell you were. I know what I like. And right now, looking at you with that extra 60, 70 pounds on you, that's not what I like. Just like I like going to the gym all the time. I like to keep myself in shape. Right. And so I decided one day, sometimes yeah, we got to stay in the same circles. I mean, yeah. and you ain't necessarily got to go to the gym, but if, 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 if you got some type of shape about yourself, I'm going to like you. I'm like, okay, you, you look like something I can deal with. But if it is what it is, it's going to be a sex thing, then that's all it's going to be. Don't try to make it be more than what it is. Now, let me ask but, you that. Let me, let, me, let me get with you about that. How do you know when you meet a woman it's going to be about sex? Because I do know that men categorize women. And so this is an ancient Chinese secret. How do you categorize women when you meet them? As in, this is somebody I could definitely wipe the fuck up. This is somebody I'm not going to let her go, period. I'm crazy about her. And this is somebody that's just for sex. And please don't tell me it's just based on the way she dressed because it's not. Y'all categorize women okay. off rip. And based on where you're at, 
So, like, when you were just dating, this is important, when you were just dating and you were like, I don't want to get married, did you just categorize all women? Like, I'm just going to fuck all these girls because I don't want to get married. Well, put it like this. In my day, I would go to a club. I would dress up a certain way. I would put on certain clothes because I don't dress for men. I dress for women. So if I'm upon a, if I'm upon a nice outfit, say I'm going to wear a suit. When I go to buy me a suit or have me a suit made, I make sure there's a woman, an attractive woman who has style and class and taste close by. I'll ask that woman, how does this suit look? If she says it doesn't look right, I will take that motherfucker off and buy something else because a woman will tell you exactly what looks good and what doesn't look good. When I wear my cologne, I don't buy the, the, in, the in-style cologne. I buy the cologne that smells nice on me. So when a woman gets up on me, she smells me. So when I walk in the club, I'm telling myself, I'm going to the club to get somebody to go home with tonight. And I'm going to look around. I'm going to pay attention. And if I see a nice-looking woman giving me some type of look, I'm going to approach her. And if she gives me that vibe and that conversation, then I'm going to see what's going on from that point on. I'm going to give her attention. I'm going to give her, you know, just that vibe she needs to get her to go home with me. If she don't go home with me that night, she will, she will eventually go home with me later on because I'm persistent. Mm-hmm. And right there it tells me that I'm not looking for a woman. I'm just looking for somebody to have sex with. So I just want, I just want to fuck tonight. And if it, if it works in my favor, cool. If it don't, that's fine. But when I talk to her, if okay. she gives me that, if she makes me respect her, based off who she is and what she does, then it changes my whole perception of who she is, what I'm trying to do. And if I'm like, I'm still that kind of dude that just want to have sex with her, look, you know, you are a very intelligent woman. But I come here for one thing, and I don't think that's what you're about. So I'm going to leave you here. I'm going to go back and do what I'm going to do because I came here now, for a mission. Now, do you actually say to that to a woman? Yes, I have. I'm I have tell you no reason to lie. I have no reason to lie to you about what I'm going to do. And here's if, the I'm thing. A, if I'm trying to have there's sex. A, there's a tribe of women. We call them the Pikmishas. The Pikmis. There's a tribe of women that still went home with you, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Because for yeah. one, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to play into that whole thing. That's that bullshit that, that I was thing. talking about. Where no, hold on. Listen now. No, no. But, but, but it's no. not bullshit because I know when I left the house what my intentions were. Now, you ain't got to go home with me. You ain't got to talk to me. But when I talk to you, I'm asking you, and I'm going to tell you just like this, and it's going to be the most blunt I can get it. When I, I walk never, up to no a woman. No one has ever in the history of niggerdom told me some shit like that. And I ain't shit. Well, so listen, I, and this is really about to fuck with you then. When I tell you this, nah. I have walked up to women and talked to them and asked them questions and see what kind of conversation we have. And if she's feeling me and I'm feeling her, but I know in my mind, I just come to the so club to have a one night stand. Huh? You're hunting. Yeah, but see, my hunt okay. goes like this. I will say just like this to a woman. So. We've been talking, and based off the conversation we've been having, I gave you a little bit of me every single time within that conversation so you know what kind of man you are dealing with. I will ask a woman just like this. So let me ask you a question. She said yes. I'm like, look, are we going to fuck tonight or what? What? You damn right. 
And she says, why you got to ask me like that? Well, I can be a little nicer about it. Would you like to go home and have sex with me? How do you want it? It's the same damn outcome. If she say yes, well, hey, let's get another drink, and when you're ready to go, we can go. But if she says no, well, look here. I'm sorry for wasting your time. You have a good rest of the evening. I'm gone. I'm going to find somebody else. And I promise you this. If I ask 10 women, if I, get to, if I even make it to 10, out of that 10, somebody going to say yes that night. Okay, because so I'm, say I'm not looking for your Well, hold on. I'm not looking for a wife. I'm not looking for so a girlfriend. So was it because of the way they dressed? Was it a vibe? It was the answering of questions? Like what? Because, I mean, some of the pretty things matter you hold. what she so, looked like. It could be okay. it could be Halle Berry yeah, Beyonce care. in the corner. Plus he has no, 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 no. Right? It's, it's me. No, 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 no. You have to have a look for me because I'm not gonna walk up to trash. I don't do trash. Well, I honey, do trash looks pretty on the side of the road. I, I, a lot you of times right. in them debris hey. in a bag, you know. You yeah, right. a lot of times Long, I don't know the if that bag is if that bag is but when you start to I can talk to a woman and know if she has some type of intellect. I can yeah. talk to a woman and know she has some type of sense. If you want them kind of women, like, okay, you know when you talk to a man, you know, oh, this man ain't about shit. Men know that too. Like I said, I learned how to talk to women from women, but at the same time, I know some things I can say to a woman and what I can't. If you want those kind of women that when you present yourself to me while we're talking, if I can get away with certain things, I'm going to get away with it because you already told me what I can get away with based off our conversation. But if I know I can't get away with it, I want to bring some, some things up. But I've had women who look straight like mm-hmm. the strippers go home with me. Uh-huh. I've had women who will say, I got to get them go to church in the morning and sing in the damn choir. Oh, of what that got to do with me tonight? Yeah, they ain't got shit to do with me tonight. And they go home with me the same way because the way I present myself. Now, let me ask you something. Do you later on six to nine business months later wife them up? Because that's a new epidemic and trend. Hell no, I told him from the rip. I'm not trying to be nobody's husband. And don't try to make me be your damn husband. You knew what this was when you first got involved with me. So why are you trying to change me? Right. That's the pick me show, the pick me's I'm talking about. So now I'm gonna tell you something about why women <clears throat> go home with men on the first day. So that's not something that I could do because again, I go back to I deal with straight psychotic men. Number one. Number two, it's not that I'm above doing some shit like that. I just can't do that because I deal with very, um, they're not insecure, but they're very protective men because I need to be protected, right? So I'm on these podcasts. I do all this shit. I don't have the luxury of fucking a motherfucker on the first date and then acting like the shit didn't happen because I'm too public. Like somebody could crip walk on any one of my pages like, yeah, that was, you know, whatever, whatever, and the whole world to see, right? Just because they ain't following me or just because, they not on my page don't mean they're not watching. In addition to that, I can't do the first date thing because I travel a lot, right? So the number one thing with the men that I deal with is security and safety. Like, okay, there are certain things that they know, oh, Denise, she'll do that. Yeah, she did that shit. She's ignorant. She, you know, she probably did some shit like that. But to go sleep with another man on the first date, that is never a conversation that has ever been had with me because they know not even how hard it was. I don't believe in a 90-day rule. I don't believe in any of that shit. I believe in when the vibe is right because I travel a lot. So 
I'm going to make a guy that I, that I date in Florida wait 90 days, 90 days, like 90 dates? Or we like, do you understand what I'm saying? So I do a lot of long distance. So I don't have the luxury to do shit like that because you you understand what I'm saying? Like, if I do that with you, you got to treat them like you meet them, right? That's one of the oldest games in the book. You got to treat them like you meet them. So if they met me and they did this, so let me tell you why a lot of women, and I talk to women, agree to have sex on the first day with a man. Number one, it could be because she already see the bum in you. She already knows that you ain't shit. You know, you got on a wool blend suit in the middle of the springtime, whatever, whatever. You have on sweat socks or dress shoes. She already knows this ain't going to be my husband. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fuck this motherfucker because he ain't going to be shit to me anyway. I'm My pussy hurt. I'm, I'm ready for it. My man just broke up with me 20 minutes ago. And a lot of men don't understand that that's also a feature. Women ain't shit sometimes. Oh, yeah. She must. She might want to fuck you because her man acting fucking stupid. You look excellent for tonight. You look like an excellent surrogate. All and you I men take are when we decide to put hands and mouth on you is a surrogate for the motherfucker that we really want to be with. And so that's why I just go and sit my motherfucking ass down because I don't need to have a surrogate for the type of men that I deal with. I'm going to let you go through your bullshit, whatever it is, the stupid shit that you want to do. I'm not saying I condone cheating because I don't. There's a consequence for that if it happens. Okay, but what I'm saying is that a lot of women will participate in a one night stand because she knows she's not going to fuck with you like that anyway. And that's a hard truth that a lot of men don't want to accept. The only reason that a lot of women would try to the pick me shows the pick me tried pick me, pick me. Oh, I don't I don't care. I'm liberated. It's this this movement and all this other shit. But that's holism. At the end of the day, you fuck a motherfucker on the first day and I ain't going to front to you. I know motherfuckers that got married to dudes that they fucked on the first date. But let me say this. This is the part that they don't tell you about. Their marriage would crumble if a bitch came home 20 minutes late from the grocery store. Oh, you fucked me in the back of the car. That don't mean, like, do you understand what I'm saying? No man will ever be able to say, oh, it was easy for me to get you like this. I don't have that type of fucking mental abuse to do. So if I didn't fuck with you like that, you understand what I'm saying? And one of the reasons that I keep the men that I keep is because they'll tell you, they'll be like, Denise do a lot of shit. She ain't going to do that because she know, A, he could get fucked up, whoever he, they don't mind, run through a building about me. And I like that because I'm psychotic. But the point is, <laughs> is that I don't cheat. That's not what I do. I'll leave you alone and don't ask me no motherfucking questions if we're not together. But I have to, because I had a situation where a man almost murdered me, I was broke up with him for three months. You know, this is it's all in my book, Daniel Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess on Amazon and Kindle by D. Scott. And I talk about the fact that the most dangerous time for a woman, especially a black or Latina woman, is when we leave. You know, the man you have, you, you put us through, you know, a lot of men put us through so much. And then when we finally leave, you're out in the bed, you're living your best life. This is before social media. You're in a relationship. I decide I want to go on a date with somebody that was running down somebody's football field. I just went on a date. I just so happened to run into his homeboy. We've been broke up for three months, okay? Ain't seen him, no nothing, okay? And he pulls up because in their mind, I belong to these specific people, especially when a man drops money on you. That's why I tell women. But why is that okay? You can ask him for some money. It's not okay. I didn't say it was, but let me say this. If a man can ask you for some pussy, you can ask him for some money. And I'm not saying sell your pussy. I'm not saying that it's prostitution. I'm saying if he has the audacity to ask you for the one thing that God gave you that was supposed to be precious that you're supposed to give to somebody that you love, then you should ask him for whatever he loves. Because men, a lot of men covet money. 
you don't cover your dick. I'm going to ask you for the thing that you covered while you ask me for the thing that I covered, and hopefully we can have a relationship and a partnership so that you understand, okay? There's price tags associated with consequences. Why do you think white women out here in this game be winning? It'd be us black women, exactly. women that fuck everything up because a white woman would be like, fuck you, Jonathan. I need a new fucking bench truck, a G-Wagon for this fucking embarrassment. Or I'm go-, like, you know what I'm saying? And, and Jonathan going to go get the G-Wagon. Now, they living in the trailer park, but Jonathan going to go get the G-Wagon because it's important to him to make this broad happy because he fucked up. Well, white women attach price tags to everything, but yet we don't call them gold diggers and whores. Asian women, Asian women coined the term no money, no honey. Meaning you're not fucking me without no motherfucking money. But if a black woman says something to you about, you know what, you want to get back, I believe that the beers or one of these jewelry stores is having a fucking sale. I think Rolexes is 10% off. Motherfucker, you had an indiscretion. Doesn't mean you cheated. Doesn't mean you did anything. Anything inappropriate has a consequence. Consequences cost money. If I went to the left on my motherfucking dude and he was like, go get me the Maserati fucking Ghibli, and I was really trying to make sure this motherfucker was in my life because I fucked up, I'm going to go get it. I just had to tell a woman not that long ago because she, she had a, you know, she stepped out on her husband. And she's telling me that he's bringing up other women. They got back together. Nice looking dude. Nice looking couple. They've been together for years. I know he love her. I told her, I said, anything that motherfucker do to you, you got to eat that. If he throw your ass off the side of a motherfucking car, bitch, get up, get you some Band-Aids, some peroxide. You want to work the marriage out, you got to eat that. Because that's all a man needs to know is that a woman is his and only his. Y'all cannot deal with the same level of pain that you will put us through. That's why I don't cheat. I didn't even cheat. All I did was go on a date. I thought we was broke up. The next, the next morning, I was kidnapped, shot at, stabbed, tortured for, I think it was like 12 hours, in a basement, hung, all that other stuff, to the point where my post-traumatic stress disorder, my PTSD right now is so bad, I couldn't wear necklaces for like 10 years. Well, damn. Okay, of course. Where is this dude oh, yeah, now? Motherfucker tried to kill me. Okay, right now, that's funny that you asked that. Right now, he's in federal penitentiary but not for trying to kill me for some other shit that he did. And he, he assassinated other people. But the point of the matter is this is, you're talking probably 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago. But at the end of the day, that's why I think I have such a problem. Like when a breakup is a breakup to me, like me being fearful to move forward because I almost was assassinated by somebody. And I'm like, you done told me you don't want me. You was with this girl over here and this, 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 and this. And he told me that I had too much invested. I paid your tuition. I paid your college. I bought you your first cars. I bought you furs. I bought you this. I bought you that. There, that's what I'm saying. You don't, you don't kill a man and, and, and leave him bleeding. You kill a man and leave him breathing. That's the Jay-Z quote. So when he tried to kill me, then he tried to kill himself. And this is a street, dude. This is like suicide is not, you understand what I'm saying? When that incident happened, I had to move out the state. That's why I do not play with these hoes. I do not play with these men. I do not. And you and I did not discuss this in our, in our conversation. I don't play with these men, especially not in the New York area where I live, because they're not playing with me either. So I don't get, I don't meet men like you that want to play with me or that want to just, listen, of course I meet you know, people that may want to fuck or may want to whatever, but they'll tell me straight up, like, I know I'm going to have to come with something a little bit different because this bitch ain't going, you know, or they know who I used to deal with or who I'm currently dealing with, or they listen to the show and they're like, there's somebody in her life. But like I tell people all the time, I'm not married. Your spot is, is, is up for grabs at any motherfucking time. Right now, I'm single. 
I do whatever the fuck I want to do. Now, is there somebody probably listening to this show like, bitch, I wish you would? Of course. I I ain't seen you. I don't know what you're doing. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to do me. And if a better man is fit for your job, then I have to warn the better man, like, look, sometimes I get stalkers, whatever, whatever. And it's not because this cat good. It's not because of that. It's because I'm a good woman. It's because I make sure you good. It's because you had no reason to do the shit that you did to me. You understand what I'm saying? So a man, this is crazy to me because a man approaching me saying, like, I just want to fuck, that is, I've never heard that in my whole life. And trust me, I done been out with a T-shirt, some jeans, looking like a bum to the bell of the ball. And no one has approached me like that because I'm buying my own drink. There ain't shit you can come over to me and say too much about, and I'm, I'm in here with my own $20.18. You know, well, let me so clarify we get ready to end this show. No, 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 I know exactly what you did because it's Atlanta. So a lot of people have to understand in Atlanta, it is plenty. That is land of golden and honey. No, no, you know no. what I'm saying? It has this nothing are... to do with Atlanta. I would do okay. this anywhere. It has, Atlanta is just a city uh, okay. to me. That's plentiful full of women. But if I go to D.C., New York, California, I can find I'm the same amount of women. I don't walk up to women and ask them that question. I have a conversation with these women. What would give you the audaciousness to walk up to a woman and say that? Like, I feel like no, no, you wouldn't no, no, have see, to. You say, the point. Like, I want my holes to come freely. That's part of you missing the point. I, I want you to come freely. You, I don't walk up to a woman, and that's the first thing in my mouth. What I'm doing is okay. this. I walk up to her, and we have a conversation, and we engage in conversation. I ask her about her life. I ask her what she's doing. She asks me what I'm doing. We have a friendly conversation, and the conversation's not going well. I know that right off the top, so I'm like, hey, you know what? Listen, um, I just come over to introduce myself and say hello. I hope you have a good night. I'm going to walk off. It might not even get to that point, but if her and I are sitting there at the bar or at a table or something, we're having a nice conversation, and everything is going well, everything is flowing, and I feel the vibe is like, oh, the way she's looking at me, the way she's biting her damn lip, the way she's positioning herself, oh, I'm pretty sure that I can probably get this tonight. So if the conversation is like, hey, you know, um, so what are you planning on doing after this? If she says, I don't know. That just gave me an opening to ask her that question. Well, look, why don't you go with me? We can go home. We can go get something to eat, have a further conversation, whatever. I'm trying to prolong it just to see if I can win this, to get her to do what I want her to do. Okay, and so you are definitely if, interested. It's not just a sex thing. It's yeah. just you was no, like, no, no, okay, no, we was already no. vibing. Yeah, we was already vibing. I don't so have that's why I'm trying to clarify. Don't <laughs> walk up. I'm not going to walk up to her and just say, hey, you fucking or what? No, I don't do it like that. I try to, you know, to feel it out. If I feel, if I'm feeling that woman, then we gonna go. But I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you like this. Every woman don't make my dick hard. Just because okay. you look good or you got a fat ass, don't mean I want to sleep with you. Right. Your you have to have. Might be trash. You might have an odor. Yeah. She could have AIDS. I mean, it could be anything. I mean, yeah, just because you got a big booty or big tail, you cute. I mean, I want to stick my dick in you. That's the that's the truth. But. You have to, I have to feel you and trust and know this: that when we leave that up, when we leave that restaurant, that bar, that establishment, and you come home, me, the first thing we're gonna do is jump our ass in the fucking shower so I can clean your ass up and you can clean me up so we can get that funk off of us so we can lay down so and on, be happy with on. each you other. Bring, you bring women back to your African American home? Where else I'm gonna take them? Sir, 
Because I'm like this. I don't mind bringing them to my home because, first of all, if you're crazy, I'm going to feel that crazy vibe in the first damn place. Nah, we get good with the disguises now. Yeah, but <laughs> see, look, one thing you should know about me, and I'm going to tell you, you like crazy. this. You crazy. Let me tell you. Let me no, just no, put listen. this out there Hold for the on. world listen wide to me. I done been in a relationship off and on with motherfuckers for 10 years, and then they don't even well, tell you where I live at right now. Well, I'll tell you like this. In my years in the military, in my years in the military, I mean, I'm a, I'm what they call a profiler. I can talk to mm-hmm. people and figure out who they are, and what they're about. And once I figure out who you are, what you're about, I know what my limitations are. Yes, I have brought women to my house and let them know this is what it is. Don't blow up my spot. Don't try to act a damn fool because I can act a bigger damn fool. I don't put my hands on women. I don't disrespect women. But you will not do the same to me. And yes, I just don't get that luxury because I'm a woman and I have a child. Well, so a, you're not going to meet my kid, and b, you can't come to my house. So no, no, that. I don't want to meet your. Why well, I want to meet your son if I'm just coming to have sex? I want to meet. I want to meet well, your child. Wouldn't. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, no, exactly. You wouldn't. And not if you tell me, relationship. <laughs> yeah, if you tell me you want to meet me, you want to no. meet your child. Look here, I'm not trying to be daddy, and I'm not trying to be the next nigga yeah, in line no. to play daddy. Well, I don't Fuck think that. Probably now, appreciate that either. You know, he yeah, when I, you want to go to a hotel, shoot, we can go to a hotel. I know where they're at, too. Yeah, they're right down the street on every damn corner. So you ain't got to come to my damn house. But if we already established that we just going to get together and have sex, where you want to go? We can go to your house, my house. We can go to a hotel. Hell, we can go in the damn backseat of the car. I, I don't care. Okay, so, oh, my God, the back Okay, so here's my thing. Maybe it's different because I'm a woman because sex for me is very mental, right? It's 90% mental. The physical, like, if I'm attracted to you, like, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, there's nothing you can say to me in a 24 or a 48-hour period that's going to make me want to put my mouth on you, not you in general, but just, like, in general. Like, I don't know you. Like, I'm frightened of you. Like, I don't know anything about you. And so let's say, because I'll go, like, a year and be celibate. I'll go two years, like, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to go put this brown sugar on you, and are you going to act right when you get the ass? Are you going to – you understand what I'm saying? So because I've had that near-death situation, and not just once, it was twice, two different men that I was engaged to because I've been engaged a few times, um, I just can't afford to bring somebody to my house. I can't afford to bring you to my house. I can't afford to have you around my kid. And really, I don't even know if I'm going to tell you my real government last name, to be honest with you. You're going to be dating D. Scott for a long time not knowing that that's not my real government last name. So, if, you know what I'm saying? And so, I asked that question, too. Well, I'm just going to tell you it's Scott, cause, but it's not. But the point uh, is the matter. I'm saying, is that your that. club name or is that your real name? If you say it's my club no, it's name, my okay, I can deal with that. One of them. No, I'm not saying. But what I'm, I'm just saying, saying to you is I need to make sure. Now, I will say this, like any man that I've dated, especially like long-term, They've been researched. I could tell you the last three motherfuckers that you slept with. I could tell you where you live, where you be at, where you go get your groceries from, your license plate number. I could tell you, like, what, like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not a profiler. I'm not a stalker, but I am an investment person. I believe that a man is an, is, is an investment to me. So that means I'm investing my time. I'm investing my punani. I'm investing time. I'm taking my ass off the market to be committed to you. I don't. So let me ask you this, because maybe maybe I need to ask you this, because this is the question. So then how come I don't get 
those type of conversations. I always get the motherfucker that within like a 90-day span, he's trying to go somewhere and sit the fuck down. He's like, yo, I don't want you fucking to other people, like whatever that. I ain't touched you. So where where does that come from? Now, they know, they're not wiping me up, but they definitely are like, I don't think that I would be comfortable with you seeing other people. I don't want you to see other people. I'm not seeing other people, da 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 What's the difference between me and the broad in the club? Because I'm just as ratchet as them bitches. I'm just not fucking. You want to know that because me. Because of the respect level. You don't know if, that, though. I'll tell no, no, Melissa, I will tell any woman. I'm this. in a club jumping on a couch with a bottle. You don't know. It don't know. matter what you're doing. <laughs> but if, I, if a man approaches you and you well, make him, you make him respect you based off who you are. It don't matter if he's, if he's are you sliding down the damn pole with no panties on. When he approaches you and he starts talking to you and you make him respect you, he feels like, you know what, I'm going to keep on trying until I get it. And when he tells you he don't want nobody else touching you, he, what he's telling you is, he don't want the other motherfucker getting the pussy before him. That's all he's trying to say. Nah, and then when they touch me, they don't leave. They be with me for eight to ten business years. No, no, no. But, but what I'm saying is, but then once he, once you do that thing to him, whatever you do to him, then he feel like, oh shit, Love more it. Than it. And then you, you, you might cook for him. You might clean. You might do things for him that another one won't do. Mm-hmm. That's why they hang around. It all depends on how that man's receiving what you're giving him. Now. He, if, if he feels like, you know what, I ain't got time for this bullshit, I'm going to move on. He will move on to the next one to get the easy one. Because most men in the club, they come in with their little bullshit-ass Gucci belts on, their little craggy, you know, their little expensive shoes. They look like they got $1,000, I mean, $2,000 worth of clothes on, but they probably got about $100 in their damn pocket that they borrowed from somebody else. They front. I'll borrow. So, look, think about it like this. Most men who come to the club with, they find, I got a $400 belt on. Boy, you live in an apartment. I what the hell you doing with a four hundred dollar belt on? I think I've that women have a ball the past the belt buckle. Well, I'm you saying want to know what no, no, like, you, he, but why do how do how do why do men still come in the club with a pair of tight ass jeans on, them shoes, and a damn t shirt with the t shirt tucked behind well, the, the belt buckle? Because you want young women, but y'all old. Oh, well, me, 